I'm Eric Harris. And I'm Kim Fleck. And this is Healing is in Your Hands. The purpose of this podcast is to share our perspective on holistic healing and how you can take back your healing power. Throughout the month of February, we have been focusing on love. And what's more important than self-love? Eric and I know firsthand that self-care absolutely equals self-love. And today we decided to talk about self-care through the use of Chinese medicine and holistic healing for boosting the immune system. We will be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. The Wu Healing Center is located in West Hartford, Connecticut and Maynard, Mass. The mission of the Wu Healing Center is to educate, inspire, and empower people to take control of their own health and well-being. They provide world-class traditional Chinese medicine, Tai Chi, and Qigong practitioners focused on empowering Qi, enhancing health, and healing the mind, body, and spirit. They provide long-distance Taoist TCM educational classes to teach families how to heal each other and spread Taoist Chinese medicine to the world. To learn more about Dr. Ming Wu and his health and healing philosophy, you can go to wuhealing.com. And we encourage you to visit the Wu Healing Center page on Facebook and click on membership to learn about their closed group for live classes, educational materials, and more. all exposed to different types of germs and viruses everywhere we go today, like from the workplace, the grocery store. I know I know. I walk in the grocery store and they have all these things for them to put on my hands. And, <laughs> and I'm always like, ah, you know, people have their children in daycare. They have their animals in daycare. So everywhere we go, we're getting exposed to different things. So what are the key things that attribute to us getting sick from these types of germs? So it's interesting you talk about, you know, yeah, all the antibacterial, yeah. you know, soaps and, you know, oh, put that hand sanitizer on, don't get sick, don't get <laughs> sick, you know. And, and sometimes, actually, I, I believe that some of it is you are getting rid of all the bacteria in that way, right? Which and is so, bad, right? Which is bad. So, like, if you use hand sanitizer too much, it actually can make your defenses go down to be more susceptible to getting sick. Like, I just thought about that when you said that. Well, you know? I remember so. when I was a teacher, like... I I would go into certain teachers' classrooms, and they would have that big, giant hand sanitizer, which I could say the name, but I'm not going to. And everyone's pumping that baby all day long, yeah. all over their hands. The whole place smells like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. So so that's a factor, you know, and that's the thing. It's really all about your lifestyle, where, where mm-hmm. you're at, you know, and, and how what your daily activities are. Um, if you, you know, are very stressed out and not grounded and, you know... Uh, have so many things going on, being overworked, you know, that is obviously going to lead to, you know, depleting your immune system. You know, diet also plays a huge part. You know, we are what we eat. And, Mm. you know, if we're having a lot of foods that are kind of making our body work harder to digest them and and to process them, again, that's going to take away, you know, the energy the immune system has to kind of be strong and to to prevent us from getting sickness. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're, you're talking about people that are, you know, working a lot, 
not feeding themselves nutritionally what they may need. Some people may not even know what they need, but yeah. probably not eight cups of coffee, coffee and a, you know, a, a candy bar. Um, not getting maybe enough sleep, whatever that might be for individual people. I know that varies. But all of these things kind of come together. And then, of course, the big S word, right? Stress. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not just one thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's, uh, you know, and it's unfortunately a lot, a lot of the things that we just described are something that a, a lot of the modern day society is kind of set up to right. run, you know, right. and, uh, you know, and so that's why we're here to help shift people's, you know, perspective maybe a little bit and to make some positive changes in their life so they don't get sick, especially, you know, now that it is flu season mm. and, you know, the cold, cold months are upon us and, uh, you know, and we have all these fluctuation in temperatures. Right. Like you know. today it's in the, f- what, 30s or something? Yeah, 40s. 40s. Tomorrow's going to be 55. So And it was like negative five in Connecticut the other day with yeah. ice storms. Yeah. So, and that's a big, that's a number one factor in Chinese medicine of how we're getting sick because our wind gate is going to get exposed. Okay. And everybody asks me, what the heck is a yeah, wind gate? Yeah, I was just going to be like, what's wind right? gate? Yeah, it's windy outside and there's a gate <laughs> that controls the wind. Fix the gate, Eric. Yeah, fix who's it. Who's the gatekeeper <laughs> like what's going on here? so um you know the wind gate is at the back of your head and it actually the acupuncture point that is associated with the wind gate is called gallbladder 20 and the way you find that is you actually go from the bottom of your ear and then you draw a line up to the back of your head to uh where's your mastoid process of your occipital bone Right, and so it's right on the hairline there, and that's gallbladder 20. But this whole area of the back of your head is what is called the wind gate. And this is where all cold, flu, allergy, viruses enter the body. You know, the nose Mm. has a big part, you know, what we breathe has a part too. But when we are susceptible, especially, you know, being outside, like, you know, it's tricky on a nice warm day today, you wanna kinda go out there without your hat, without your scarf, you know, but I would advise against it because especially when the sun goes down, guess what? It's going to start getting colder, right? And if you don't have that external layer, that's like your first kind of line of defense against these things. And when the cold comes in, we are more susceptible from viruses hopping right on in with it, basically. (laughs) So, um, so that's, you know, those are some of the reasons, you know, why we get sick. So the best way to protect our Wingate that you just described and prevent these colds and flu viruses from entering our body is to, you know, wear some scarves for protection, maybe a hoodie, hat, um, anything else that you could think of that might be? Yeah, I love beanie hats because I don't have a lot of hair. So oh, right you know. there with you, right there with you. That's a different episode. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah, anything that's going uh, to cover the back. The of slouchy your hats. Yeah, slouchy Rock hats. Rock on. So you can be fashion forward, of course, and also prevent yourself from cold and flus. Excellent. Um, also, there is even a point on your ear actually oh, that, tell. that's a wind gate uh, point. So it's called the wind stream, um, and that is right on the top kind of corner notch kind of towards the tip of your ear like if you were an elf like if you had elf tips right <laughs> we're so, not gonna go there <laughs> <laughs> um so you know that's about underneath that outer lobe there is where you're gonna find that little wind stream point so so where more, my top earring is 
Sh- sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so working that point, putting a little pressure in there, that's, that's a good way to help protect that windstream. There's also some great herbs like uh, cinnamon twig. What's that? Cinnamon twig helps to bring energy to the extremities. So it is, is different than cinnamon bark, which cinnamon bark is bringing heat and to your core, right? Yeah. Cinnamon twig is bringing it to the extremities, and it's helping to clear things out. It's a very wind-clearing herb. And we, you know, it's used in um, a formula called cinnamon twig decoction, you know, or guizer wan is the Chinese name. And, and this is an herb. Yeah, that's, and that's a formula that I just listed. So that's another way to protect your wind gate that you can do. That you so can we take. got wind gate, <laughs> wind stream. Mm-hmm. All right. So maybe you can, going off of those, tell us what the immune system is according to Chinese medicine, because I'm assuming that kind of has to do with the gate and the stream. And Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's definitely connected. Uh, so one of my favorite words in Chinese is wei qi. <laughs> wei qi. <laughs> wei qi. It's very fun to say. I and, love it. And that is our protective qi. Okay. So that is our, again, our defense system, our protective barrier around our body. You can think of it like a bubble, like, uh, nice. uh you know, and, um, and the wei qi is housed in our lungs. Okay. And so that's what makes sense is when our immune system is compromised and we end up getting sick, where does it often go to? It goes to our lungs or our nasal passageways. Like the chest colds and throats yeah, and, and sinus, sinus infections, infections, things okay. of that nature, right? Yep. And the lung is paired with large intestine. So it's actually the metal element, all right? And that is where Chinese medicine sees the Wei Qi and basically the, what we call the immune system lying in the mm. body. So this is just as an interesting side note, the Wei Qi, so you're saying lungs and large intestine. I don't have a large intestine, right, because I have a permanent ileostomy. But I learned a few years ago that actually energetically it's still there. Well, and you, yes, and And you I ha- have to treat it. Yeah, and, and you, ha- you especially have to treat it now. Very you, cool, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not cool in the sense I don't have one, but in the yeah. s- at the same time, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, and you still have a large intestine meridian. Yeah. And that large intestine meridian is basically sending energy to and from where your large intestine would be. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like if people, you know, if people remove their gallbladder, you know, that, that, that happens. Or they, amputees, I learned or, or, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, or like a spleen, you know, if you lose a spleen, you still have a spleen meridian or a gallbladder meridian, you know, they're still working for you. You know, our body is always trying to come to homeostasis and mm-hmm. to bring balance and keep us alive, right? No matter what. Right. So, um, and it is willing to adapt and change, you know, but there's also sometimes only so much that our bodies can handle. And we tend to put our bodies under a lot of stress, right. you know, in our modern day life. So, um, so, yeah, and that's where, you know, the immune system comes to play. And, and So are there ways that we can build up our Wei Qi and our immune system outside of what we just, a little bit of what we talked about? Yep. So according to Chinese medicine, the number one herb to build up your Wei Qi is called astragalus root. You put that in my broth, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. Did you taste it? It's very sweet. Well, the broth is amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, hats off. Awesome. awesome. So I would say it tastes good. Yeah, it's awesome. very sweet. Yeah, it's got a very sweet kind of pungent kind of taste to mm-hmm. it. Like it's it's strong, you know. Um, and uh, the Chinese name is Huang Qi, and Huang means yellow. 
Okay. okay. And it is. It's a yellow root. And uh, and it's used to, to boost your chi and really strengthen and so tonify. So it's called... Say the name again. Huang Chi. Huang Chi is H U A N G. Is yellow root mm-hmm. and yellow in feng shui is health. Yeah. That's ah, interesting. Yeah, that's right. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's a great herb to take to, to tonify your immune system. I also, as a lot of you know, I love mushrooms. <laughs> you are the mushroom man. Yeah, medicinal mushrooms. <laughs> I like to you know clarify that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so all mushrooms, you know, medicinal mushrooms are very amazing for boosting your immune system. So I use reishi mushroom, maitake, uh, turkey tail. You know, chaga, those are all really good mushrooms to take um, to strengthen your immune system. And as you're going to see later on in the meditative moment, I'm going to teach you guys a little bit of qigong exercises. And qigong is a great way to strengthen your immune system. We love qigong. Great way to you know develop a daily practice. It's meditation and motion. And it's helping to open up the energy through the meridians of your body and, and helping to really strengthen and balance your whole body. So that's that's a great way uh, to build up your, your Wei Qi. And then there's also specific acupoints that we can open up to, to boost the immune system. I would say if I had to recommend one acupoint, it would be stomach 36. And that is on your leg, on the outside, kind of laterally of, of the shin. It's about four fingers below your kneecap. That is the point that I have to burn moxa on each evening. That's one of the points that I've been given to to do that with. Awesome. Yeah, that's a master point for the immune system. So is there a difference between, you're saying acupoints, is there a difference between acupoints, acupressure, acupuncture, all these acu, you know? Yeah, uh, the difference is the application, basically. Okay. Because we are working all the same meridians and the same points, right? Yeah. So an acupuncturist will put a needle in the point, and then they'll they'll leave them there. They'll come back. They'll give them a little twist, yeah. you know, um, usually in for about half hour, 45 minutes, you know, maybe longer. Um, an acupressurist or, you know, a twina, you know, practitioner, as I have we call a ourselves. acupressure mat. Oh yeah, those are. Good. I love it. I have one of those, and too. it has a little, a little pillow as well. Yeah, my cats it, didn't like do it. You put it under your head. I do. So yeah. I put, I put the acupressure mat under my neck, like under my neck and head area. Then I lay on the mat, and I, I'm in a room with no electronics at all, which is hard to find in my house, right? <laughs> and, um, and I stay there for about a half an hour. Yeah. And I listen to different, you know either chants or music or whatnot but i will say be careful with the animals because my coon cat came in to like roll around on the acupressure mat i was like whoa what's up with this pointy thing but i love i love my acupressure mat it's one of the best gifts i ever got yeah i love it too i've used it for my back like oh yeah i mean it it can take away nerve pain so and i'll do it straight on the skin too yeah me too and i'll I'll even stand on it with my feet well i haven't oh i have not done that try that out and that'll be like on so that's kidney one yeah, that you'd be well, and, dealing it's, with. and it's opened up all the nerve endings and flexology points. Oh, I'm going to try so, that. Yeah. Tonight's. Um, <laughs> tonight's homework. Tonight's homework. <laughs> so um, so the, the main difference between, you know, a tween practitioner and an acupuncturist is that we are actually aware 
of, at all times of the energy flow of the patient mm -hmm. when you're doing acupressure because we are present at, at all times and moving up and down the body, opening up different points. When we open up one, then there might be something shift yeah. to another area and then we go to that area, you know, and um, so that, you know, that's the main difference. It's more energetic. It's more, you know, maybe similar to Reiki or some other type of energy healing modality like that. Mm -hmm. um, and we're applying pressure and, you know, sometimes it can be pretty intense too. Yeah, especially you know? when that point is blocked. Exactly. Because yeah. when it's blocked, it's going to be more tender. But yeah. that means that you want to open it. And that's that's a concept that I really want to explain to people because mm. people ask me about this with the wind gate too. When they say, well, if your wind gate is, you know, if you want to open your wind gate, so then how does that protect you if your wind gate is open? Oh, good right? question though. Good you question. You know, because I taught an immunity workshop last week and that's what somebody said, you yeah. know, and I said, that is a great question, yeah. you know, um, because basically if the wind gate is blocked, okay, then that means your 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 defense system isn't up because that mm. main point is uh, feng fen is I, I believe is the way you say that that the name of that point right or yeah yeah I think that's how you say it. You're asking so, me. Yeah, I could be wrong. Out. We'll have to talk to Ming on that. But <laughs> we I, all know. <laughs> yeah, I think it or feng fang something like that. But anyways, it basically translates to the moat around the castle. Is what that translates to. We got the gate, we got the stream, and now we have the moat. Yeah. Here so, we go. So, and that's what I love about Chinese medicine. <laughs> they take everything from nature. Yeah, so, fabulous. Um, so, and, and so if you think about it, if it is blocked, then that means you're letting down the drawbridge. Oh, yeah. And you're giving a free highway like, for all on, the viruses James. to come on yeah. in, right? Yep. But if the point is opened, then the drawbridge is up. And the moat is protected, that circle around, imagine that circle around yeah. your body, right? Brilliant, brilliant. So, so that's that distinction between it being open and closed. And, and with all acupoints, we want them to be open. We want the energy to be fr flowing freely through, the, through these areas. That makes perfect sense. Um, how, how can people learn about these points? Like, obviously, you know about these points because you're a practitioner. I am familiar with many of these points because I've taken those classes and I've been with, you know, Dr. Wolf since 2012. But, you know, our listeners right now, like if they wanted to go to a resource to learn just even a little bit about these acupoints and some of this um, Chinese medicine, what might you recommend? I have three books that I'd like to recommend. Uh, the first one is called The Handbook of Chinese Massage by Maria Mercati. Okay. And she has great detailed descriptions and breaks down each one of the meridians and details each one of the points. And it's pretty awesome. She's got amazing charts in there about five elements and and stuff like that. I love so, charts. I yeah. Love charts. So the, and it's very easy for people to understand. Um, I also would recommend any Tong Ren therapy book by Tom Tam. So, woo woo. you know, the lazy, we love Tom Tam. Yeah, <laughs> the lazy bums guide to healing, you know, <laughs> is, the, is that not the best title of any, <laughs> any book ever? The lazy bums guide to healing. Go Tom Tam. Yeah. So, and, you know, Tong Ren is a, is a healing modality that, that I work with and, you know, many Chinese medicine practitioners work with where you have a doll and a hammer and you set the intention to open up the energy of the person by tapping on specific acupoints, right? And so you need to learn these acupoints in order to do that. And he breaks it down very simply for people. He, he makes it easier for the Western world. He even, oh, yeah. you know, he 
uh, called the Hauto Jaiji points and he put them in T1, 2, 3, you yeah. know, instead of the bladder, you know, channel yeah, and brilliant. stuff like that. So that's very easy for people to learn. Um, and then another basic guide for Chinese medicine is called Between Heaven and Earth. Check out mm, that book. I want to check that one out. Yeah, because it's not like there's this book called The Web That Has No Weaver. It's very intense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody can really digest that. But right. Between Heaven and Earth is a great introduction to Chinese medicine. And they do talk about different acupoints and, you know, mostly acupuncture related in there. So um, those are some, some resources that I would recommend. And for our animal listeners out there, I took the Tong Ren certification classes and I actually got a dog and a cat Tong Ren doll. And that's what I brought to my certification classes. Not because I have the, the human figure as well and I've been, you know, learning about Tong Ren. That's the first class I ever went to in 2012 was, was Tong Ren. Um, and I admit, it seemed a little odd at the time, people hitting dolls with hammers. I was like, yeah. how is this gonna help me? My yeah. heart, this doesn't look, this doesn't look healthy. But um, it's an amazing and a fascinating practice. And I do that with my animals every night, especially the ones that have really compromised systems with cancer and things of that nature. And I bring them to my holistic vet who then puts the old acupuncture needles into certain spots for certain animals of mine to bring home then, because if you leave it overnight, it's supposed to help even more. And I was just blown away. So I just wanted to piggyback on that. Yeah. That's amazing stuff. You can do lasers too. I yeah, have a laser crazy. on it. Crazy. laser on it. Oh, you're going to have yeah. to talk laser sometime yeah. on here. Yeah. Do a laser episode. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on Tom Run. We will be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. Healing is in your hands is sponsored by Brand Fearless, social media for social good. Everything we do, we do with the idea of bringing good to the world. And Chi for Healing, using holistic healing practices to connect the mind, body, and spirit. Healing is in your hands is looking for sponsors who share our mission to educate and empower through holistic healing. If your business is interested in becoming a sponsor, email us at healingisinyourhands at gmail.com. Or you can click the link at the bottom of the description in your app to make a monthly donation of as little as 99 cents a month. I heard, Eric, that you have a Tong Ren event coming up. Plug, plug. I do have a Tong Run class on Tuesday nights. Uh, for those of you in Connecticut, in the Middletown area, it is at the Red Barn in Durham. And that's Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. And I also stream it live on my Chief for Healing Facebook page, where you can that. chime in and comment with three things that you would like healing for, and also send healing to three people anywhere in the world. And a plug plug for myself and Dr. Ming Wu is we will be in Dublin, Ireland in April, and there will be a Tong Ren workshop there as well. So lots of great stuff going on with the Tong Ren. All right, let's get back to it. Um, How does hot or cold play a role in determining what type of sickness someone has and like how you would ultimately treat that sickness based on it? 
So there are two categories, main categories, let's say, that, you know, with a common cold, what someone gets. And so you start off, and it's what's called a wind cold. So keeping with that wind theme. I got right? it. I got and, it. And wind, just to clarify, wind is, you know, there's external wind outside of our body, right? right? And then that wind comes in, and then it's internal wind. And then it ha- it's how our body responds to it. Wind is the, you know, that external virus, you know, anything f- flying around, okay? So a wind cold symptom would be someone would be very cold. They would be they would get sweaty and clammy, achy, they would be pale, they would have a sore throat, um, they would have a lot of nasal discharge, um, and really like chill to the bone, like that real ache right. chill to the bone. Um, those are some of the symptoms you would have with a wind cold. So what does what makes sense if someone's really cold, what would you want to do? Get them heated up. Get them heated up, right? So that's what we do is we give them warming herbs, right? So you want to have like ginger, cinnamon, mm. okay? Aconite is the hottest of all the Chinese herbs. Maybe you'll throw that in there, okay? little bit of ginseng, spark the chi, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yep. So, um, and, and, you know, you also want to cle- do some clearing herbs that help clear out the invasion, you know, clear out the sickness, all right? So then there's what's called a wind heat. And a wind heat is like one step further, basically. A lot of times people will start with a wind cold, and then it can shift into a wind heat if it's not treated properly. So say someone gets sick, and then they keep going, 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 right? They and don't they, listen to their they body. They don't take care of themselves, right. right? And that's when it can oftentimes shift into a wind heat, is which a lot of we know is basically the flu, okay? So flu-like symptoms. So you're going to have a really bad sore throat, very dry, red face, hot all over the body, sharp pain, um, you know, you know, going making ma- me feel sick, going from hot to cold. Maybe <laughs> I'm just trying to give you guys an idea of what these symptoms are. Right. You know, very bad headache. Probably you'd better shift into a headache at this point. Right. You'd have a dry cough. Might probably. they have a fever at this absolutely. point? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely have a fever. And they might be shifting from cold to hot. Like that's uh-huh. when, you know, you're like, oh, I'm cold. Oh, I'm hot. You know, you know what I mean? Right. So that's. That's that's a wind heat, right? And very dry. So that's when it might not be as nasally. It might be more like stuffed up, like hard to breathe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so we would want some aromatic herbs, some cooling herbs. We would want some mint. We would want some skull caps, some scutellaria, some golden seal. Okay, and those those herbs also will have some antiviral components. And so there's some some great formulas that we use, like yin chow is like the most common traditional formula used for a wind heat. Um, but we also might use uh, Zongan Ling and some other things like that. Um, so that that's how we would help with the wind heat. But, a, but you know, a general rule is a wind cold, you want to add the hot, right? Okay. A wind heat, you want to add the cooling, right? So one herb I really like is honeysuckle flower. Um, that is actually the chief herb in Yin Chow. That's that little yellow and white Little yellow, yellow and gold. It's yeah. called Jin Yin Hua. That means okay. the gold and silver flower in Chinese. Beautiful. And I picked that right outside of my yard in the spring in, oh, in, in May. So, and that's a great herb for clearing heat. It helps with a sore throat. And so that's, that's how, you know, that's kind of how it works. We look at hot and cold and then we determine what symptoms people are having, having and then we give them the appropriate herbs. Okay, now I'm going to lead you into a controversial... <laughs> question. Um, but it doesn't have to be. So I'm just kind of throwing it out there. And, um, and you can tell me your thoughts on this. So 
Um, what are your thoughts around getting a flu shot? Mm, good right? question. So it's a big hot topic right now. Yeah. So I haven't had a flu shot since I was required to do so uh, in college and like after college, I was working at a school and they, they made me get a flu shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last time I got a flu shot, I got really sick, actually. Um, so, you know, my thought is basically if you boost your immune system properly, you will not need the flu shot because your body will be able to defend itself and it won't get the flu. And you know, to be honest with you, a lot of times the flu shot isn't going to be effective for every virus either. And, you know, sometimes the problem is they're not necessarily even in the flu, you know, what the vaccine is for the flu, flu, but what the fillers are. If there's right. heavy metals and there's, yeah. you know, different synthetic, you know, compounds and, you know, harmful things for our body. And it's how our body responds to that. So a lot of times people will actually get sick after getting a flu shot. And it's because our body goes into that immune response. It sees something as foreign, you know, kind of like when we get, you know, a flu or a pathogen and it's this external pathogen coming in and it's like, oh my God, I have to do something to to handle this, right? defend, defend. To defend, defend. And then unfortunately what can happen is the immune system can become compromised in that way and then actually make you more susceptible to getting the flu after getting the flu shot. So, you know, it, and I know it's a very, you know, it can be a very controversial topic and some people have to get it for yeah, their work. Yeah, they don't even have a choice. If they work in the school system or a hospital yeah. and things like that, you know. I refrain from my thoughts on that as a former educator. You know, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, and especially if people have certain health issues, like, right. and, and, and if they have a compromised immune system to begin with, you know? Right. And it's like, it's tricky when people don't know and, and they just, and this is why we want to educate people on different things, different options that they can use. You know, if you don't feel comfortable taking the flu shot, there are other alternatives, you know, That's that you can know. protect yourself. Right. I understand too, like if people do not have a healthy love, lifestyle, you know, and maybe if there's elderly or, you know, different things that maybe they have to get the flu shot and that's okay. You know, there's also ways that if you have to get the flu shot, you can also try to protect yourself too, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, there's, there's many different ways to kind to kind of go about it. Okay. But my personal belief is to not take the flu shot. And I advise many of my clients to not take the flu shot unless they have to. I can't tell you how many clients will come to see me in the flu season, sick with the flu, and then I ask them, <laughs> "Did you take a flu shot this year?" Most of them, most, sure of, them, most of them say yes. So how's that working out for you? So you know, um, but that's 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 basically my thoughts around the flu shot. But I understand whatever you know. I honor whatever whatever anybody's got to do is is fine. Right. I got you.
All right, let's shift over to talking about some tinctures. I know that you make a lot of these tinctures. People have seen me talk about the mushroom one that I've taken of yours before. Are there any that um, are useful in boosting the immune system or treating the cold and flu that you might be able to share with our listeners? Yeah, so I'll bring it back to the astragalus root that we talked about before. I make astragalus root in a tincture. And the thing that everyone needs to know about that is astragalus root is a tonic herb and it is something that you only want to take when you are well. Mm. You do not want to take it when you are sick because what it does is it actually, again, it protects, it makes that protective barrier and holds things in or out. It prevents things from going in or out. So if you have a pathogen inside and you take astragalus root, guess what? It's going to keep it inside. Oh. So that's that's just a general thing that people need to know. It's a great herb. I, I, I recommend people take it in the colder months of the year to prevent cold and flu, uh, but you don't want to take it if you do end up getting sick. You know, that's when a lot of people take echinacea, golden seal, and that's the thing. Echinacea is one that you take only when you are sick. See, I don't think people know this all the time. You know what I mean? Like, they just kind of grab whatever's around and start... Yeah, well, when you're sick, you're, sometimes you're desperate and you want to do whatever you can to feel well. So, right. So that's why we're letting people know today. Now they know. Yeah. <laughs> what about the reishi one? Yeah, reishi is one of my, fa- one of my favorite mushrooms. And um, it's, it's amazing for the immune system. And the great part about it is you can take it whether you're sick or when you're that's well. That's why that's at my uh-huh. house. So there's yeah. no confusion. Yeah. Just take it. So all the medicinal <laughs> mushrooms you can take when you're sick. And I advise you to take more of it when you are sick mm. to help clear it out. Uh, the number one herb we use, especially for the flu, is elderberries. Okay. Elderberries have actually been proven to be just as effective as Tamiflu. Really? Yeah. And they are the, basically nature's number one antiviral herb. And it's it, they're loaded with antioxidants, vitamin C, vitamin A, and they're just it's just amazing for the immune system. Now you forage for these I personally do. yourself, and then create tinctures. I do. Which is, can you explain a little bit what a tincture is? Yeah, people ask me that a lot. Um, basically, a tincture is a way to extract the medicine from a plant or a mushroom and put it into a liquid type form. Because when I get, get your tincture, it's just this little bottle and, I, you know, it has a dropper. Yeah. And so that's like, in a nutshell, what a tincture is. So most tinctures are made with alcohol, uh, but I, the alcohol ones didn't agree with me. So I wanted to make some with uh, something that would agree with me. So I used vegetable glycerin. And it was hard for me to find tinctures to buy vegetable glycerin. So that's why I said, well, I'm going to start making Make it myself. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and I was already harvesting all these different herbs and mushrooms. So it was a perfect thing for me to do. So, um, But yeah, there's some other great uh, antiviral herbs in my immunity tonic. I also have lemon balm. Mm. Lemon balm is in the mint family. So it can be cooling. But it's also a great antiviral and uh, detoxifies the liver. It's just, it's just really great. Um, I also have rose hips in my immunity tonic. Three rose hips have just as much vitamin C as a small orange. Wow. So See, that would be good for me because I can't have oranges right now. Ah, there you so go. So that's one of the things that are on my no-no list. Ah. So, and as you know, we need vitamin C as part of the immune system. Right. So, and that's why a lot of people will take those emergency packets or things mm. like that when they get sick or zinc, which zinc is really great to have um, in general for the immune system. 
so yeah, and I also use uh, herbs like licorice root and cat's claw, some great antiviral herbs. The, the more, the merrier. Awesome. I even, uh, when I had a pine uh, branch fall down, I put some <laughs> white pine needles in my latest tincture. That's so, awesome. And white pine is loaded with vitamin C, so that's why I did that. Very cool. So. We both love tea, um, and by tea I mean very specific types of tea. Are there any specific teas that are good for the immune system? I love oolong tea for the immune system mm-hmm. uh, because oolong tea is, is neutral, so it is not cold, it is not hot, and anyone can have it at any time, basically. Um, and oolong tea is kind of one step down from, from a... Um, from a black tea in the fermentation process, mm-hmm. like, and then going to green and then white, you know? Yeah, I love my oolong tea. Yeah. And I like to mix it with the honeysuckle flower. And that, now, see, I haven't done that. And that makes a great antiviral tonic and immune tonic. So cause I we, have a lot on my to-do list. Yeah, there you go. And so oolong tea is, is known to really help with the skin, the hair, and the nails. That's and, why I love it. Yeah. And so, and so, of course, it makes sense that it's also good for the immune system. Too. Right. And it has all those antioxidants and stuff. So another tea that I like, I make this what's called a yogi tea, which is basically a chai tea. Oh. Okay. So it has, I have cinnamon bark, uh, ginger, cardamom pods, black pepper. Um, I throw a little stragos in it if I'm feeling well. You know, uh, different things like that. So very warming herbs. You know, I throw a little orange peel sometimes. Um, also, it's clove bud. So mm. it's a very warming tea. And I make it into a, a decoction, which is a traditional way of making tea. So you bring it to a boil, and then you let it simmer for about 45 minutes. And then you strain that first batch. And then you add more water. Right. And you do the same process, and then you combine both batches. Right? Awesome. And then I like to add a little almond milk and a little honey, and it's a great, like, winter, cold, you know, cold weather beverage. Very so, cool. And it's really good to, you know, boost your immune system. And so you'll be making that for me, stat. Yeah, I yeah. can make that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the black puer tea that I've been drinking since 2012? That's like my staple delicious tea that I make every single day, first thing in the morning for my tea ceremony, and then throughout the day, along with Wulong. I love Wulong, too. But what about the Black Pu'er? The Black Pu'er is good for the immune system. I would actually say, though, that the Green Pu'er would be better specifically for the immune system. See, I can't have green. No, I know. It makes I know. me sad inside. Already. I know. But it's only because it's in that more raw form. It has right. more of the antioxidants, right? Yep. And more helping with the immune system. But the black poor is good for the immune system because it's very cleansing and detoxifying. And so the more, the less that we burden the liver, right, and, mm-hmm. and the better it's going to be for our immune system. So it is good for the immune system in that way, that it's, you know, really good for digestion and good for the large intestine, right? Yeah. And, and what we know is that a lot of us know, if you don't know, now you will know, <laughs> that uh, the large intestine has been known to be associated with our immune system. So our gut yeah. health is important for our immune health. So in that way, the black poor tea is, is good for the immune system. So besides using herbs and mushrooms, what else is part of your immunity protocol? Doing the Twina acupressure mm-hmm. and opening up, you know, the T1, 2, and 3 points. That's that's really good for the immune system. Doing some moxa, like you talked about. Oh, I put, love my moxa. Putting on that stomach 36. Yep. Uh, do fire cupping. 
So fire cupping helps to pull out toxins, pull out inflammation. It basically is a way to bring blood to the surface and create uh, your body's own ability to heal itself. Right. Is basically what cupping does. And so in that way, it boosts your immune system. Uh, we touched upon the qigong, keeping up with that. Uh, doing gua sha, maybe. Gua sha means scraping in Chinese. And I particularly do gua sha around the lymphatic region of the neck. And if someone's got some sinus issues, you know, I will do some scraping around there, which you do with oil and then a tool. Now, do you use the tool? I have a tool that I got a while back for the gua sha. It's a black, almost like a stone, mm-hmm. but fits in the side of your hand. And, and I use it on my legs for exactly. my leg issues. Is yeah. that what you use? I, yeah, that's exactly what I use. Okay. I've seen some different tools that yeah. other people use. I have one a little bit sharper. Yeah, I have one that's like they were traditionally made from stone or like done from like a, a, yeah, a animal bone yeah. stuff like that. So, um, so that's it's really effective for like especially nasal sinus congestion stuff like that and lymphatic region. It's it's really incredible. Um, and so then I'd maybe put some other auricular therapy seeds in, in the people's ear. So we were talking about the windstream before. Well, right. maybe I'd do the lung, large intestine, maybe put the sinus point, put the, put the uh, chest point, things of that nature. And I would also use some crystals, uh, put them around, like I put them around the table or put them in people's hands when they work with me that are uh, great ones that are really good for the immune system. And I would probably use some essential oils because all essential oils are good for the immune system but there's some in particular like the conifers like we talked about earlier on in our uh, previous episode and maybe another thing i might do is do a detox foot bath i remember when i did that it was like brown and red and you're like good grief you need to (laughs) detox girl (laughs) like detox and so that the way that that works is it creates negative ions in the water Mm. right and there's this thing that's called an array that you put in the center and you add a little bit of salt and that activates the machine and the negative ions draw toxins out of your body and in that way it's boosting your immune system so those are some of the things I would do as a part of the immunity protocol. I would also definitely recommend different, you know, Chinese herbal formulas and different tinctures. So if somebody came to see you for a session, like just a regular session, and they, they came in to see you, how might you um, address the immune system issue based on these, you know, modalities that you just briefly touched on? What, how, how would you say I came in? What would you do to help me? Yeah, well, first, you know, obviously I would take an intake and find out, you know, a little bit about what's going on with you specifically. I would check your tongue and pulse mm-hmm. and, you know, ask you a bunch of questions. I and, always tell know. people about the tongue thing and they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's going to give me an accurate understanding of what's going on with you at that right. moment. If someone has a sickness, it's going to look a lot different than, you know, a more chronic condition like that you have, right. you know. So, um, but I would probably, you know, do like what I just said, maybe do some cupping, do some gua sha, do the acupressure points, you know, mix in the aromatherapy, the different things that I just discussed, but I would be catering to the individual, what they have. So like, if someone has a real bad lung congestion, I would 100% be doing cupping on them. Right, comfortable. Yeah. And maybe even doing slide cup right on the, the front of their chest and, and on the back and to really break up that congestion and loosen things up so the, so it's very individualized even though it's all it, say everyone has gets the flu but everybody gets the flu differently exactly perfect all right can you share with us maybe one last simple self-care tip 
that anyone can do to help boost the immune system or, you know, have a positive effect on their overall health? Yeah, I love this one. This one's pretty simple and pretty accessible for people to get. So I recommend getting organic lemons or limes. Mm -hmm. And you want to squeeze at least a half of a lemon or a lime in, in warm water on an empty stomach in the morning. And what that does is that actually helps to alkaline your body. And so the more alkaline your body is, the better it's going to be for your immune system and your overall health. Um, and it's going to also detoxify your liver and your kidneys. And it's got a very cleansing effect. And if you, you know, if it's a little too astringent for you to, to have, you know, that very tart, you know, uh, lemon and lime, you can add a little bit of honey too. And it's nice with the warm water, it'll melt right up. And uh, honey is a great antiviral also. So great. Yeah. And so that's, that's a good little tip to do. Be getting it. It's best done in the morning on an empty stomach. Fantastic. We hope that this information has really helped you guys open your eyes to different ways to treat colds and flus and viruses. Eric is like ridiculously talented when it comes to these types of things. And that's why I really wanted to have this podcast today. Eric, thank you so much for all the information you just provided. Um, You guys can head over to chiefforhealing.com. That is Eric's website. You can learn tons about tinctures, how to boost your immunity system, and follow along, obviously, on our social because he's going to be going on there, posting a lot of different things for people to learn more from. And I just want to thank you again, Eric, for for everything. So listeners, we want to know how you boost your immune system and treat colds and flus. You can use the Anchor app to leave us an audio message or use your phone's voice memo app to record a message and email it to us at healingisinyourhands@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you, and you may hear yourself on a future episode of Healing is in Your Hands. Now it's time for a special meditative moment with Eric, Qigong exercises in a Rumi poem. For this meditative moment, I'm going to lead you in some simple Qigong exercises and four chants that represent the four principles of Qigong. Qigong is a great self-care practice. These exercises can be done every day to help strengthen your immune system and quiet your mind and bring balance to your life. So start by getting in the standing position Feel the four corners of your feet. Gently rock back and forth, forward to your ball and back to your heel. And bring your shoulders in line with your hips and your hips in line with your knees and your knees in line with your feet. and bring your shoulders up, back and down, letting them relax.
tuck your tailbone so you're flattening your abdomen and straightening your spine. Your chin is parallel to the floor. And bend your knees slightly. And bring your hands in front of you, resting gently above your thighs, making a circle of energy, hollowing out your armpits. This is what we call the Wu state. This is the first principle of Qigong, Zhen. Z-H-E-N-G. So we stand in this upright, relaxed position. And we feel the connection between heaven and earth. So feel the grounding at your feet, connecting you to the earth. And imagine a string pulling you up from the top of your head connecting you to the heavens. And like a plumb line, feel the energy coming down through that string, through the crown of your head, coming all the way down your spine into the bottom of your feet. Feel that connection between heaven and earth. The second principle is song, meaning relaxing. So allow yourself to relax a bit deeper. Feel the weight of gravity pulling you down to the earth. The third principle is Jing, meaning tranquility. If any thoughts come into your head, you gently place them on a cloud and watch them drift away. The fourth principle is Kong, meaning emptiness. Empty your cup, letting go of all that does not serve you so you can allow the universe to fill it up with light and love. Kong brings us to that space of nowhere, which is now and here. So we'll do some gentle movement. You're going to bring your arms up over the top of your head. Go up on the ball of your feet. And then bring your hands down. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale, coming up. Exhale, coming down. This is called dumping garbage. Throwing out the trash.
inhale. Exhale. You can do this up to 300 times. Depends how much garbage you have to let go. simple exercise to wake up the chi in your body. your hands gently on your abdomen, one hand resting above the other, and let yourself start to bounce like a ball, bending your knees and your hips, relaxing your head, neck, shoulders, and arms. We call this bouncing. Bouncing on a trampoline without a trampoline. Keeping your feet flat on the floor. It's another way to wake up the chi, the energy in your body. Bouncing is really good for your bones and joints digestion, for circulation. Great way to boost the immune system. Let your arms come out and relax a little bit more. They're gently moving in front of you as you bounce up and down. the tingling sensation, the chi waking up in your fingers and the palms of your hands. And now we'll chant the four principles of Qigong. Zhen, Song, Jin, Kong. Do them one at a time. And when you chant, focus on where the sound comes from and where the sound goes. Feel that space in between, the connection to the universe. Zhen Song Jin Kong. Inhale.
simple exercises and chants every day for self-care to open up the chi in your body and feel good and enjoy life. Now close with a passage from Rumi. Do not fear There is always wine if you are thirsty for love. Do not fear. There is always water if your lips are parched. Do not fear your ruin. Inside you there is a treasure. Open your eyes, for this world is only a dream. Thanks for joining us. As always, follow us on all our social platforms, Facebook and Instagram, Healing is in Your Hands, Twitter, Healing is in You One, and of course, on our beloved Snapchat at Feral20 and Earthwalker11. Healing is in Your Hands is produced by Craig Norton. Music for this episode is by Craig Norton. Remember to subscribe and tell your friends. And if you have a minute, rate and review Healing is in Your Hands on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Until next time, friends, I'm Kim Fleck. And I'm Eric Harris. And remember that healing is in your hands. <laughs>